What's up, guys? We are back with another episode, but this one has a little twist. As you can see, I have a lovely guest next to me. Introduce yourself. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm your boy, Juju Smith-Schuster. You know the vibes. <laughs> that is right, guys. We have the Juju Smith-Schuster on the podcast. This is my first guest. A little nervous. You guys know the, the beat. You guys know the vibe. But we're just going to jump right into it. This is just going to be really casual about you. I have a bazillion questions. And they're just all the boys. I mean, the audience is mainly guys. They just want to know all about Juju. That's what we should okay. name the title of this. All about Juju. All right. Let's hop right into it. So the first question is, when did you start getting into football and really loving the sport? Honestly, when I started playing football, I was about five years old. Oh, wow. Four or five years old. And, I mean, it was just me just running around the house, throwing the football around, playing. And then I, start, and then I started, like, playing flag football around five. Mm -hmm. I would say I started loving it. Um, I loved it because I was able I was in middle school when we put on pads right yeah I loved it because I was able to like hit kids and not get in trouble for it <laughs> so like imagine going around just smacking kids you're like the biggest kid on the field you're just smacking kids left and right and people are like clapping for you yeah because you're doing your job and like you know you're doing something that you love so I would say then and then I love the sport and ever since then I just fell in love with it and now I'm five years into the believe that's crazy do you ever feel like when you were a kid like you never would have saw yourself where you are now oh well, always always um there's moments in my life where you know i would like pause for a moment and be like wow i'm i'm living like my dream yeah like little juju you know? like imagine little juju watching you on tv like how proud he'd be oh I he'll be shocked <laughs> insane. insane insane it's like and a butterfly effect no you just never know where we're gonna end up at. and uh, I'm very blessed where I'm at, and like I said, I'm able to give back and be a role model for so many people who um, I used to look up to and kids yeah. who look up to me now. Oh, that's awesome. So, did you love any other sports as much as football, or was it always football? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. So, I ran track. I didn't love track. I hated track, but I did it because I wanted to, um, you know, get faster, obviously. Yeah. And I also played rugby for six years. Are you serious? Do yeah. people know that? Or No, nah, a lot of people know that. Oh, my gosh. So he was a rugby star and a track star over here. You guys, that's insane. We got a multi-sport athlete. So who is, do you have, like, an idol in the NFL that you look up to? I wouldn't say I have an idol. I would say that I did look up to an NFL player uh, growing up, and it would be <laughs> Reggie Bush. Really? Yeah, so obviously being in L.A., born and raised in L.A., Reggie Bush was like, you know, we didn't have NFL teams, so like USC and UCLA was like the best two teams, uh, professional team that we had. Mm -hmm. And Reggie Bush was like everything. So was that like through your college years? Like you still like he was your idol? Yeah, kind of? even even now, even now. Like, really? Yeah, because he changed my whole life. The reason why I went to USC, oh, and he also did it, Kim Kardashian. So I was like a, a plus. Slip. <laughs> no, that's always the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but like you said, college. Like, what was college life like for you? Was it? focus mainly on football or like did you have a close circle of friends like what was your daily life like there oh, it was so much fun really yeah i loved <laughs> it uh because i was so quiet into myself mm -hmm. and i got to the, when i got to college i was like okay now i'm going to college with my cousins so people don't know this i'm half samoan really yeah so i have five sisters two brothers so i come from a big family mm -hmm. and my cousins play football too mm -hmm. same age so we decided to all go to college together oh so it's like four of us we all decided to live together. We all decided to play together. It's like Full House, but college, college version. Yes. <laughs> and it was so much fun. Um, 
So were you always hanging with them or you had like your group of people going out? Or? I was always hanging with them mm-hmm. and we always went out together. But I would say that like when it came to like football stuff and like football events, like obviously like my teammates and everyone around, the quarterback, the receivers, the defensive players. And I would say my best, best time in college mm-hmm. would probably have to be my freshman year. Really? Why is that? Because like, you know, as a, as a freshman, like you just don't, Really, you're just, just a freshman. It's like a whole new world. Do you remember world. your freshman? Like your freshman? Like I'm a college? junior. Do you remember like your freshman year? Though? Oh, it was the best. Th- it's like a whole open world. The world's like a zoo, and like the best memories come from freshman year. Yeah. So when I went to college, I was 17 years old. My mom and dad like lived down the street. They're like 30 minutes away, but still, I had I was like 17, like with no rules. Yeah. No like curfew to go to bed. Only thing that sucks is like I had to learn how to do laundry. <laughs> The dishes, hold clothes. You didn't prepare yourself before you went. You're like, you just like put yourself out there and you're like, this is it. Yeah, no, nah, it didn't really work out like that. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And then, so post college, all that, it was great. How was your experience going into the NFL draft? Like, did you feel like you knew nothing or were you fully prepared for all this? Did not know anything. I was just 20 years old. Um, I wanted to like live my dream mm-hmm. and I had the opportunity to. And, you know, you put in a ballot to see where you're going to get drafted at. Okay. And I put my ballot in and said, you know, second, third round, you know, late, late second round, yeah. early third round. And I was like, oh, you never know. So I put it in and that's what I got. And I came back and I was like, no, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to get drafted. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard. Like, people don't understand, like, there's millions of football players that are in high school right now. And when you get to college, there's only hundreds of thousands of players. Yeah. And then when you get to the league, it's like 53-man rosters. So you're looking at a couple hundred players. And, like, what I do for a living is, like, it's just blessed. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm blessed to have the opportunity to get drafted. And I got drafted, like, second second round, mm-hmm. um, which, like I said, like, I'm so grateful. Yeah. And it's so much fun. So do you like, know it's now. coming or you just find out then? And you then? don't know it's coming. You just find out, like, the day of, like, live t- television, live TV. Yeah. And it's like, hey, okay, boom. Oh my gosh. So like I obviously I'm, I'm into more NBA, so I don't really know too much. I don't know if it's as similar to the NFL drafts, but you know, as a kid growing up, you're watching football. Like, did you have a dream team to play for as a kid that like you kind of were hoping for? Or was anything fine for you? I didn't have a dream. I didn't have a dream team just because like in California, there was like the Raiders just had left in 1996 mm-hmm. and there was no NFL team there. So I didn't really have a dream team. It was like wherever Reggie Bush goes, I, I was cheering <laughs> for it. Yeah. You know? Uh, so like, but like even now, like I play for the Steelers, but my dad's a Bears fan. Oh my my brother's a Seahawks fan. My mom's a fan of wherever I go. My sister and her boyfriend are Philadelphia fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my dad, like we play against the Bears and he'll be like, all right, I want you to have like a crazy game, but I want the Bears <laughs> to like, win. He's like, on the other hand, like, I want my team to win. <laughs> so it's like, it's like a win-win for him too, so. Yeah, he just loves to watch it. So your entire family's a football family. So everyone, all right, got you. What were some of your feelings going into the draft? Um, I didn't know, honestly, I didn't know what to feel, you know, obviously like being, you know, young and going into the draft, I was like, you know, I want to get drafted just to make my family proud. You yeah. Know? I didn't really care where I got drafted at just because it's just so hard just to even get drafted, let alone, no, you know, get put on a team. I just needed one opportunity mm-hmm. and that's what I wanted to do. And, um, it was so funny. I was, uh, I got, I got a call. So this is my draft day. So the first day, five receivers get drafted in the first round. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, unheard of. Yeah. So that, that bumps me up to get drafted, you know, in the second day. So you're like, this is good news. So this is good news. Yeah. And then, like, I'm honestly, I think I'm going to get drafted in the first round, but I don't. 
Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm honestly, I'm really bummed and like really sad about it. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, like I thought I was gonna get drafted in the first round, mm -hmm. but it didn't happen. So I said, you know, I'll pray on it. Wait, got drafted in the second round, but I got drafted late. But so funny, I had older Postmates. So like <laughs> my phone, like on draft day, you just wait for a phone call. Yeah. I ordered Postmates, and oh, did the I did a phone call. call <laughs> driver calls me. I'm like. And everyone's listening at this point. They're like, hello, hi, I'm outside. And I was like, outside? What do you mean outside? Like, oh, uh, your McDonald's is here. <laughs> I was just like. Wait, now we need to know, though, what was the draft day McDonald's order? We need to know. Oh, I'm a big I'm a big, big Mac guy. Okay, yes. And then fr large fries, large sweet tea, and a fish fillet. <laughs> oh, no. So a lot of people were like, like hitting this. Did you like fish fillet? That's all right. We're not. We're not judging. We're not judging. I've tried the McRib, so I mean. So then I got. Moments. So then I got the phone call from Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's like, "Hey, you're gonna be Pittsburgh Steelers." And ever since then, like my heart dropped, and yeah. like it was just a big relief. It was know? like that was your window of opportunity, and you walked right through. Yeah, and like with basketball, I feel like with, with basketball, like you already know where you're going. You, you already know where you're going. Yeah, pretty much. You know, like if you're a top ten player mm -hmm. and like our top five at least, you know you're slotted and you know exactly. where you're going to go. You Unless know? like they do like a trade, but that yeah. you know that's more kind of in the later rounds. Usually mm -hmm. people do that. Well, that's crazy. So you get drafted. I guess like what we can start with is like what was the biggest change to your lifestyle like uh, it's a huge lifestyle change like I'm sure it takes a whole 180 and then as you grow and grow and grow like what has mainly changed kind of physically and mentally from your life before you blew up versus after uh, I think the biggest thing for me that changed is that like me moving away from LA like really? my family mm -hmm. I'm a big family guy and at 19 20 years old like i went from living in like with my family in a small house to like living in pittsburgh by myself yeah because you're like still a kid at 19 and 20 like you're yeah. still like living with your parents sometimes like it usually like it's like until you're like 25 like you some people live with their parents yeah so. and it's like for me for myself like i was like wow this is a big change for me mm -hmm. the weather changed i'm by myself like i was really like sad and like lonely Aww. but I knew that, like, in order to, like, make my family proud, I had to, like, work hard every single day. Yeah. And that's what I did, you know, going into my rookie year and even to now, like, I just bust my butt off because I want to make my family proud. And I didn't want to be a disappointment. Um, you know that feeling, like, disappointing your parents? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. kind of like the same reason why you drive two hours every day. Yeah, like why I go to college. <laughs> why yeah. you go to college every day. But it's just, like, it's just like that feeling of, like, you know, to make them proud and happy. Yeah. So it's like you're doing it for that outcome. And it's yeah. And, like, before this, like I, I'll be honest with you, I hated social media. Really? I didn't, I didn't start my social media until my junior year in college. Okay, so you had you had the Instagram and everything before you went into the NFL, and then obviously yeah. after that. So went my crazy. my one of my good friends was like, "Hey, you should start Instagram," and I was like, "I don't really, know. Uh, I don't want to yeah. be, I want to be like Marcus Mariota, like off the grid. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows where I'm at, what I'm doing, my personal life." And then he was like, "Well, look, look at like." Reggie Bush, look at the people who are doing positive things for positive people yeah. and doing positive lights. And I was like, oh, I mean, that sounds about right. So he started like my Instagram mm -hmm. and even to this day, like he still runs all my accounts. Oh, the friend that told you to get Instagram runs yeah, your Instagram? Since, no since college, way. yeah. Oh my gosh. So uh, he runs like everything, but besides, obviously like I do like TikTok because those yeah. are live, Snapchat, those are live. Um, and ever since then, I, was, I started off with like, I got a shout out from Adoree Jackson because mm -hmm. he was on social media and uh, I was at probably around like 50k mm -hmm. and then I, I got drafted and I went to like 100k and then like I started doing like big things like you know rookie our Steelers rookie player mm -hmm. my bike got lost mm -hmm. um, I got bougie and then 
so many things just start stacking after that. And then that's when I was like, wow, at 20 years old, my life completely changed because I went from being a kid from LA who just loves to play football mm -hmm. with no social media to a person with millions of followers, yeah. millions of dollars, and I'm 20 years old in the city where, you know, I just became famous. It's like so it was everywhere like, you go. It literally was like this. Like overnight. It's overnight, like snap. Is I woke up like, and I was like, whoa. That's crazy. No, I literally went from like being like, like nobody knowing who I was mm -hmm. to like everywhere I go, it's like, whoa. This is like yeah. life shocking. You're like a household name. Yeah. In football. So when you when you talk about like when you talk about like wow, do you ever have those moments where you just sit there and be like wow, like who would ever thought I would be in this yeah. position right now? Like who ever thought I would be here with Megan Overtime doing a <laughs> podcast on her first episode? And I'm first doing it. Guess. First and you're guess. doing great at it, by the way. I mean, you got a lot to say. <laughs> I, I'm like, this is awesome. This is going so well. Yeah. So um, all of that changed in a matter of like overnight and I was just mm -hmm. like wow so like I said like it's blessed just to even be here in my position mm -hmm. and now I look at social media like a positive like like yeah. not negative because you know they always talk about once you post something on social media it's there forever oh yeah and like people will track it 10 Digital years later mm -hmm. you know so that's good that you started like cause a lot of people have social media and like people go back and find old stuff but I actually wanted to ask you about that is like I said you said it's in a positive light it's a really good platform you can talk about you know social issues things like that you can help people you can have community outreach um, it's people so they can access you but do you ever feel like there are moments where social media kind of negatively impacts just maybe it's just in general with athletes or you have you ever had a moment where kind of negatively impacted you or Maybe it like caused drama on the field because sometimes it translates to on the field, you know, fans. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not, this is this is there's an elephant in the room. Let's just talk about it. TikTok dancing yeah. on logos. Exactly. Like, <laughs> who would have ever thought that like me doing dances on logos would be like the biggest talk yeah. in sports at some point in time last year? You it know? caused like little controversy. So it caused like so much controversy, and like for me, it was like you know, I'm doing my dances because I just love to have fun and mm -hmm. do TikToks, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, if I'm performing on the field and doing my job mm -hmm. to the best of my ability, why get mad at me? Yeah, it's like people it's, connect the yeah, two. Yeah, and like I said, like people don't really know and understand like the whole social media and like, you know, thing and everything. And for myself, like that was like the only thing heat I got back, yeah. you know, from like, you know, the negativity is like, he needs to start doing TikTok dances, just focus on football and it's like, well, I am focusing on football. Exactly. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. You know, I'm, obviously we're not winning games, but is it really just my fault? I think it's, yeah. you know, it takes a whole, it's, it takes all 11 men to do mm -hmm. the job. Um, but like I said, like, that's like the only thing, but anything that's negativity, comments or anything, I, I don't ever let that get to me. Good. I yeah. can, I can. It's just a troll on a keyboard. It's a troll on a keyboard. Yeah. And like people, these are people who just don't have nothing to do and they literally, their thumbs just type away just cause. Oh yeah. And usually know. they have like a private profile, like where you can't access yeah. them, but. It's funny you say that because I like talked about this in a previous podcast, how social media is so black and white and no one sees the gray area. Like they see maybe 5%. So you dancing on a logo for five minutes, people like get back to football, but it's like, you're not just doing that every day. Yeah. You're not just focusing, you're not just scrolling through the I will every day. I will understand if I was dancing on logos and not doing my job. Exactly. Then I'm like, okay, let, yeah. me, let me stop this. But at the end of the day, like you say, the whole social media thing, like, yeah, it's, it's a black and white area and yeah. it's like there's a gray area because what fans see they, they run with it they mm -hmm. take and run so it's like so annoying when fans are like get off tiktok and it's like come on like i'm performing on the field <laughs> i'm doing what i want to do but i love that you do tiktok because honestly it kind of gives you more than just a football identity kind of just shows you as a person that like, you just like to enjoy yes your life. and that's what i was just talking um with, with, with sasha about i was mm -hmm. like look if you really think about it like 
and like basketball players become famous out of high school. Yeah. Like because their image, they're always their their face is always being shown. Mm-hmm. Think about with football, like you know, unless you're not getting like a, a household name, yeah, it's really hard to grow your social media in football because you're wearing a helmet. It's hard to people see you and your personality. Yeah, you know your image and all that. So, and that's why I do so much stuff with YouTube, mm-hmm. you know, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook because it shows the audience like, hey, I'm more than just a football player. Exactly. I'm more than just an athlete. You know, like. This is who I am. Yeah, like you had a life before, you have a life now, and like no matter the performance on the field, like this is you have a platform. People want to get to know you, you, not yeah, just so the Juju's mystery. Story. Ever since then, like I've always been, I've been an advocate for you know pushing like hey positive vibes mm-hmm. on TikTok. You know? That's awesome. I love media, that. Just social media, just social media in general, uh, and. That's how life is. No, I see you have fun with that. Like, I love watching your TikToks and all that. It's actually, like, how, like, I really... I knew about you before, but, like, that's how I really started, like, watching you and stuff like that is because I found you on TikTok, like, a year ago. But uh, speaking of social media, blowing up, how has, I guess, it really affected, like, your relationships and friendships? You know, you must... I assume, correct me if I'm wrong, you might have a really tight circle now that you're just so big. So what's that kind of like when it comes to your friendships, maybe your teammates. Yeah, I'm, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell everyone this, everyone that's watching this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're basically, you're at the bottom of the pyramid, right? So you have a pyramid, and obviously, like, a pyramid, like, you have to go like this, right? And at the top of the pyramid is you. Mm-hmm. So, Megan, this is you. Yeah. So you were down here. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're, like, you're, obviously, you, worked your, you way worked your way up to get to here. And as a pyramid goes, it gets thinner. Oh. So, like, when you think about it, like, you're building your pyramid. We got some visuals. And yes, yeah, the visuals. Whoa. <laughs> so you're building your pyramid and like as just as this pyramid uh, as this pyramid is being built, you're like losing people. Because mm-hmm. you have haters. Yeah. You have people who are jealous of your success. Take advantage. They take advantage of you. Um, they feel like you owe them something. And you don't know, you know yes, and you've been hurt so many times, it's like Okay, what? Who's real? Who's not real? You oh, know. Yeah. So at the, at the top of that pyramid is you, mm-hmm. and like the one that you have up there is you, like your family, yeah. you know, your parents, your siblings, or you know, your close friends, mm-hmm. or you know, the people you work with because those are people you trust your yeah. life with. So what I'm saying is, like, you're gonna have haters and jealousy and all that because you're successful, and that's just part of life, and yeah. that's just anyone, any aspect. And for myself, I would say like. I've lost my closest friends that mm-hmm. I thought were the closest friends to me. me. Too, yeah. And I thought like I can get trust in my heart and yeah. you know, when you get hurt one time, it's like, wow, I can't let that happen again. Yeah. And it's like you don't really have the, the time and the energy for that. Like you really gotta focus mm-hmm. on you because if you let too many outside sources affect you and that's gonna affect your job, it's gonna affect yes. your mental health, all that. So no, it's so crazy because I always wonder and people wanna know like how do you just deal with that? How do you cause some people come back like after you've blown up and they're like, Hey, remember me? Hey, remember me? Yeah. Like they feel like you owe them something in a way. So you kind of kind of decide like what bridges you kind of have to burn and things like that. So and I think for myself, like me personally, and when it comes to like relationship with friends, like from the past and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still cool with them. You know, I don't want to yeah. be that person like, wow, wow, I'm too, you know, big shot or yeah. I'm too, you know, I'm very humble. You know, I'm thankful for, you know, the people who helped me get to where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. And I help those people out, obviously. Awesome. Um, but we have to meet halfway. I'm not the type of yeah. person just like, Oh, I'm gonna just give you all this just because exactly. you know we had some in, in the past. Like, no, like if you meet me halfway, like I'll help you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you said, right now for myself, like I'm 25 mm-hmm. and my life changed when I was 19, 20. Mm-hmm. So I would say that my circle is tighter than ever. Yeah. You know? And, and you gotta keep I, it that way. You gotta keep it that way. And that's just off of experience and, you know, 
It's all part of life. It's a way to, like, protect yourself. And, like, with, like, friendships, like, do you feel like you have someone on your team that you're really close with that is, like, kind of a go-to person like that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. Uh, I think two of my best friends are, like, the two people I can say that, like, I can go to for anything, mm -hmm. you know? That's How about awesome. you? No, I, I, it's funny that you mentioned, like, uh, your closest friends that you don't have anymore. Like, I kind of, like, lost my closest friends, but, you know, I found new groups of people that kind of accepted me, um, like, from school or just from back home that have either been there with me from the start, from the beginning. Like, I have one hometown friend that throughout everything, you know, never changed, never even asked about social media, none of that. And then I have new friends that I actually found through social media, but, you know, love me for me, and they don't even ask about it as well, but that's just how they found me. So there's, like, a, there's like a love-hate because it changes some of the friendships you've had before, but at the same time, you find new people through social media that really like impact your life for the better. So, yeah, like, I mean, let alone, hard. I can't even imagine for yourself, you yeah. know, like you're a female and like your life, you know, it's blown up to be like who you are today. And like you said, like, you know, you lose those those friendships, yeah. but also like, you know, just people are just coming into your life. And it's like, like every day. I'm actually curious, how do you deal <laughs> with like, people coming at you for business or people come at you for like, you know, personal stuff? Um, it's weird because a lot of people come at me for business at the start and they act like it's for business, but then, you know, people always try to kind of wedge their way into your personal life. And it's weird because you kind of got to navigate like this person does, you know, maybe say your friends with somebody that works in the industry with you. So it's weird because you never know like really what's a friendship and what's professional and like, it's, I'm friends with a lot of people in the NBA, and it's you never know, like, I work with these people in the future, maybe I've worked with them in the past, and it's like, where's the fine line between, you know, friendships or, like, this is just work? So to distinguish, like, between the personal and the business, it's usually it's kind of like a fine line. Because a lot of people I know are in the sports industry. Like, you're yeah. in the sports industry. It's weird. Especially, like, I get a lot of uh, male attention from just, like, my TikTok and social media. So, like, I guess I've learned how to navigate that yeah. in that way, um, despite being like a woman in sports like that's also an issue too like, so i give you crazy. props like for any woman that's in sports mm -hmm. like not even for yourself like i give you so much props because like what you deal with is like so much craziness <laughs> every single day you have yeah male you know people coming at you because of like you know what you're doing like now you're talking about basketball like, you don't know basketball people yeah. are like you don't know basketball you don't know football you don't yeah. know because like you're a female but it's like no, like you still can do that. You still can like, you yeah. know, have those relationships and still be professional. And that's why I said like, when you reached out to me, I was like, wow, like this is pretty dope. Like it's really cool because what you're doing right now is like nobody's like <laughs> is doing what you're doing right <laughs> now. You. So like you're unique in your own way. So like yeah. figuring out between like relationship between friends and mm -hmm. like business and personal is like, it's where it's at. And for myself, like within the past five years, mm -hmm. I think I've mastered it now. Really? You know, off of experience and you know, just life. No, I feel like I'm a lot like you because I started being just like a, a, a girl in like a small hometown in Boston or north of Boston. And um, I went, I moved to New York City and it's been since I'm 22 now. So it's been like only about two, three years of me being an influencer. And like, I'm still learning every day, like mm -hmm. how to deal with this stuff. But it's funny you say like woman in sports. It's like, you, I've learned to play into it a little bit because, you know, people just look at you for your look sometimes. And they don't really see the real use. That's why I started a podcast. So like, yeah. we got to like show like I have a personality too. And it's not just all basketball. Like there's more to it, which is fun. Like this is why like even like you, you get to talk about like little things that people don't know about you. Yes. Like they love that. They eat that up. 
just fun because then like i don't know when people don't just see a face they feel like you're more real and human to them like yeah. they're, you're more accessible to them so mm -hmm. that's what i love about overtime it's really kind of genuine and down to earth yeah so. shout out to overtime man making this actually happen shout out to megan for making this happen mm. shout, out shout, to out, juju. shout out to the juju overtime <laughs> collab that's not even out yet it's coming out soon just chill just wait on it i'm rocking the black one over here i like both of them like it's dope and you got the purple hair going the on the best over part here. about it though you, do you see my dog bougie hanging out the car though no way Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Bougie has made a cameo in the sweatshirts. Y'all gotta go Bougie call has made a cameo, when these yes. drop. Have these dropped yet? No, they haven't yet. Okay, well, we need to make this like really huge when it we'll, drops. We'll, yeah, let's drop this. Let's soon. get a mini one for Bougie too. Well, we should, huh? <laughs> oh my gosh, no, I love Corvette, it. Corvette, Corvette. I'm so glad I got one. They had an extra one for me. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> so speaking of your sweatshirt, we see Bougie hanging out the window looking dope as ever. What is the story of Bougie? Like, when did you get, is it him or her? It's a boy, it's a boy. Oh, okay, so when did you get him? Um, so Bougie, he, I got him, I think, 2018. Mm -hmm. I think it was after my rookie year, and I was, like, by myself, and I was super sad. Um, I was going through a heart breakup. No, nah, I'm just joking. Psych. <laughs> Never. No, <Nah>, it's fine. <laughs> nah, I was really sad, and I was, like, just, like, because I was bored. I was home alone. Yeah. Like, it was, it, was, it was to the point where, like, I would call my mom, and I was like, Mom, just put your phone on, on speaker and just leave it. Just so I can hear, like, my siblings. Oh, my gosh. It's like the FaceTime calls where you yes. don't even realize the person's on the phone And, like, I loved it because, like, when, I, when I, I was just, I was so used to, like, being in a household with, like, 20 people. Yeah. And, like, always talking to somebody. Always, like, always hearing the sound, like, my siblings running around, playing around. And I used to do that at night sometimes mm -hmm. just because I miss my family so much. And I was like, I'm going to just get a dog. Yeah. Like, I think if I have a dog, like, you know, keeps me busy mm -hmm. because my teammates were like 30 years old with kids. They don't, they don't have time to hang out with me. Okay. So you're like a little baby on the team yeah. and no one gets it because they already went through it. So everyone on the team is like older, you know, yeah. like it was like, I, I need to find something to do. So I got a dog. I picked the French Bulldog because they're small to travel with. Mm -hmm. They don't shed a lot. And their personality, you know, is funny and they're goofy. And they're cute. And they're <laughs> super cute. Yeah. So like Bougie uh, is from... Um, San Francisco, mm -hmm. like four hours north of San Francisco, and I named him Bougie because he's a, lives a bougie lifestyle. He does. Like, he gets everything he ever wants. You know, <laughs> he gets peanut butter, he gets treats, he gets unlimited snacks. I see him riding in the car. He's riding on your the TikTok. Car, he's on the TikTok, and on Instagram he has two hundred and I think twenty one k. Bougie on has an Instagram. He has two hundred twenty one k on Instagram, and he's verified as a dog. Are you s no? Who got him verified? He got himself verified. <laughs> So guys, Bougie's an influencer. Literally, you guys know, Bougie had, like, this viral video mm -hmm. in his cage. He was jumping out. Yeah. Like, literally jumping out, like, trying to get out of his cage when I wasn't home. And I would come home and like, dude, how are you getting out of your cage? Mm -hmm. He would literally jump out and, like, his two front, like, legs, he would, like, hook on. And then his back leg, he would, like, just keep kicking, kicking. So it's then, his fault that he's famous. Like, he knew what he yes. was doing. Okay. All so right. he got out, and I recorded him while yeah. he was doing it. And he got out and he went to like this the, uh, Starburst bag of, mm -hmm. of candy, and then Starburst picked it up, and then like the social media picked it, up. and then oh like the gosh. news picked it up. So now like you have articles about my dog, and boom, verified. So you picked the perfect dog. I mean, this oh, dog is literally so getting a, a check for you at this point. He's <laughs> so perfect. We gotta get him. No, so we we really need the bougie sweatshirt. We need to Sasha. We need to make a note for Dylan to make a bougie sized hoodie, yellow and black, because I mean we gotta drop him out too. Bougie no. is bougie. I mean, we're going to definitely probably put up a graphic of Bougie's, like, Instagram. I don't know where I'm pointing to, but somewhere in here, let's put up, like, a graphic of, like, his Instagram and just see, like, he probably has more likes than me. Let me see. Are 
serious. His girlfriend, Portia. <gasps> Who's Portia? Who owns Portia? Uh, these couples that live in my building. Oh my goodness. Married, wears his mask, what a king, class act king. I wanna show you the video. Um, like the iconic video? Oh, viral video. Well, definitely, kind of, we gotta show it up here. Bought a chain. Oh my goodness. He wears it. It's like 30K. Classic 30K chain. I mean, my, so like, my dog has a $12. And like collar. for myself, like that's what I wanted. I wanted the whole like, I wanted Bougie to become famous because, you know, he's, it's just different. It you is. Know? And it's like a dog becoming famous. And, you know, like <laughs> Ali takes him around and like literally people know who he is. Are you serious? Yeah, it, in, in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Let's just say in Pittsburgh. I'm surprised that Bougie hasn't probably, he probably signed autographs at this point. I am not shocked. <laughs> Paul autographs. What's a fun fact that nobody knows about you? What's a fun fact that nobody knows about me? Yeah. Um, like maybe something you do every day that no one knows. I can, uh, I can spit a piece of gum like 20 feet in the air and then catch it back in my mouth. How'd you discover that you can do that? Uh, one day I was just chilling. I was bored. I practiced. And I was waiting actually to practice. And I was chewing gum and I was laying down actually. And I was just like. <laughs> but it's actually like ever since then, like I was like, wow, I actually just pretty cool. <laughs> and then I also can spit it while like like passing it to myself. So I'll spit it forward and yeah. I'll run and I'll go catch it in my mouth. So you just discovered that you're really good at kind of playing catch with yourself. Yeah, pretty much. That's impressive. I mean, we got to get a video of that too. You should send a video of me doing, yeah, you you don't, doing you don't that have later. One? Do you have a video of yourself doing that? No, I do not. I'm just like, you don't have like, you don't, you don't have like a, something that nobody knows about you. Do I have something that, um, I guess I'm a really good artist. I don't know. That's kind of boring though. Oh no. Um, I can do like backflips and stuff. Oh really? Maybe people knew that. I think when I first started with overtime, they kept trying to have me do a backflip, grab the basketball and then shoot it. I could do the backflip, but I can't shoot the basketball. No matter how close they put me to the hoop, it just wouldn't go in. So we kind of gave up on that idea. Whoa, wow. <laughs> I was trying, used to be a little gymnast over here, but yeah, that's, we got some talents over here. What's your, I don't know if we have an opinion on this, but if you do, what's your opinion of Jake and Logan Paul and boxing and stuff like that? Like all these celebrities, like, would you get in the rink? Like, Jake has, Jake has, honestly, Jake has called me out. Mm -hmm. Would I, would I box him? Uh, I, honestly, I would. If I wasn't playing professional football, um, it would have to be something obviously after my career because of contract yeah. and everything. Um, but he's doing, he's, he himself, I will give him so much props mm -hmm. because like what he's doing right now is like, is actually really cool. No, yeah. You know, like for him to be a YouTuber, for him to do so many different things and for the, the you know, the Paul brothers to do what they're doing now, like with, you know, boxing and like selling out venues and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. That's awesome. That's like, it's and like every influencer is doing yes. that now. And like, I understand, I, you think like, yeah, people are gonna, you're always gonna have haters. It's fine. Yeah. You know, and he's winning. Good for him. Seriously. You know? Good for the Paul brothers, you know? Uh, Do you think if you trained every day, you would actually have a really good shot at winning? Uh, against him? Yeah. Honestly, I think if, if you give me, if you give me like, a year to that train like yeah. actually to learn how to box like every single day yeah and like with with him like he's training constantly oh yeah uh but i, I think like i said 
It would be a fun match. That'd be no, that'd be so dope. People that'd love really to see cool. big people in the ring. I want to do it. They should have a female TikTok influencer. You know, be one. really cool. Yeah. yeah. So, what do you think about like the whole like TikTok and YouTubers fight? Oh my god, no, I love that. I you love, love that. that. No, but the thing cool, is, huh? though, is I I was rooting for the TikTok people, but um, obviously everyone. I think the YouTubers won mainly. The YouTube people. Yeah. I think but. No, like I like the Bryce Hall and Austin yeah. fight. Oh my gosh, that was like so hyped up. I was supposed to go to that. I think it was in Miami, and I was in Miami when it happened, but I couldn't get tickets to it. But like all that stuff is just so crazy because it gets them so much media attention. And whether it's like rigged or not, and they know the outcome, it's like yeah. they sell out the venue. They like you said, it's crazy. No, I would so do it if I had time to train. I would so do that. What's your opinion on AB this past weekend? What's happening? Um, my opinion on AB. Uh, it's very it's very interesting mm -hmm. um, just because you know I played with them and I was there with, with all that when I went down um, I just I mean he's such a good football player yeah you know like you know his work his it all stands speaks for himself mm -hmm. but I just wish he just didn't have to do all that you know yeah like that during the game yeah, yeah like during the game um, I don't know. I think he's funny, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, him doing all that, like, I know how AB is. So, yeah. like, when I see all that, I'm like, wow, like, okay, like, I'm not I'm not surprised. Do you, you think know? that's just his personality kind of shining through? Or, like, so a lot of people are, like, concerned, so no one really knows, like, what went down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, people are saying, like, yeah, he needs help and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but... I don't know. I, I mean, I, when I met when I was with AB, like, he was cool. Like, we worked hard, and, it, you know, he worked hard. You know, mm -hmm. I love watching practice and play. Uh... You guys worked well together. No, we did not. Oh, really? I think with him, he don't. He didn't. You know, he didn't really like. I don't know if he liked sharing the spotlight. Mm -hmm. You know, but also like, I would say that like there was so much other stuff that was going on, like the yeah. factors before I even got there. You know. Yeah. So, but I just I just wish he just didn't go out like like that. You mm -hmm. know, I wish he could still play ball, still get paid, and you know, for his family. Yeah. You know? No, seriously. Like, he has uh, his kids are amazing. Really? Have you met his, if you see his kids, like they're so beautiful, they're so cute. Oh, they're I awesome. Know. Yeah, he has he has a beautiful family and big fan. So when I was around him, like his kids, I was like, man, like you know, so I'm really more so for he does better for his kids and Yeah. Stuff. That like no, he does well. Yeah, it's like wishing him well. I feel mm -hmm. that. All right, guys. That was Fresh Daily Megs, my first guest, the Juju Smith Schuster. Thank you so much for coming on. You were awesome. Uh, thank you for having me. This is honestly this has been amazing just so I can show you know not only my own personality, but mm -hmm. Obviously, you too. So, yeah. Thanks for having me. Shout All out right. to Overtime. Don't leave me hanging. Oh, <laughs> you, I didn't even see that. Did you, did you see that? Did you guys see that? I didn't see your hand. I mean, it's just like when, like, like I see. I went like this, <laughs> and then you went like this. I thought I was going with the peace sign, too, probably. Oh, I was going like this. I mean, oh, I was, actually. I high five myself. That was good. Oh, things down do here. Do this. Do the overtime. 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 We out. Out. No, ready? Let's do overtime, overtime. and then, like, Overtime, out. Oh, like that? Yeah. All right, cool. That was good. I'll just do it again. All right, All right. ready? Overtime, Overtime out. out. <laughs>